The CRTC will require podcast providers, social media services, and online streaming platforms to register with the government. Meanwhile, ex-CEO Elon Musk and journalist Glenn Greenwald are among some of the prominent critics blasting the Trudeau government for attempting to regulate podcasts. A Quebec resident was issued a $6,250 ticket for violating Canada's travel and quarantine laws 16 months after the incident. Hello Canada, it's Tuesday, October 3rd, and this is True North's Daily Brief. I'm Cosmin Jurja. And I'm Noah Jarvis. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Canada's broadcasting regulatory body, the Canadian Radio Television Telecommunications Commission, published a news release announcing that it would require podcast providers, social media services, and online streaming platforms to register with the government. CRTC Chairperson and Chief Executive Officer Vicky Eertrides said, quote, we are developing a modern broadcasting framework that can adapt to changing circumstances. To do that, we need broad engagement and robust public records. We appreciate the significant participation during this first phase and look forward to hearing a diversity of perspectives at our contributions proceeding in November. The first thing the CRTC plans to do is force all podcast providers that operate in Canada and earn over $10 million annually to formally register with the CRTC. There is no shortage of confusion surrounding who and what will be affected in online entertainment regarding the CRTC's new powers since the passing of Bill C-11. Currently, content creators earning under $10 million a year who post content onto their own website will remain unaffected. However, the social media services which platform these content creators will have to register with the CRTC. According to University of Ottawa, Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law, Michael Geist, due to the way Bill C-11 is written, this could encompass individual content creators eventually. So Noah, like everything with this government, It just seems like they keep adding bureaucracy on top of bureaucracy. Why do podcasts even need to be regulated in the first place? Has the CRTC crossed the line here? That's a very good question, Cosman. I don't know any Canadians who wants the government to be regulating podcasters and podcast platforms and social media platforms. Podcasts are a great platform by which people are able to consume long form content and are able to engage with interesting ideas uh, in a more detailed manner. And it seems as if the government wants to intrude on one of the most pervasive ways in which uh, free speech is exercised and ideas are disseminated on the internet. This government has, it seems as if a 
an obsession with control. They want to further regulate all the actions that Canadians undertake on the internet. And this may take the form of political and partisan censorship for podcasts that the government may seem to be unsuitable, like True North's podcast and Joe Rogan's podcast in the United States. And furthermore, the $10 million threshold for a podcast platform to have to register with the CRTC creates a gray zone. Does True North count as a podcast platform because we have multiple podcasts that we distribute on multiple different social media uh, platforms that will be regulated by the CRTC? That is actually unclear. Will an American company like The Ringer that has a podcast platform on Spotify have to regulate with the CRTC? Um, that is unclear. And it seems as if Canadians don't want this push despite the assertions by the Trudeau government. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There is a lot of confusion uh, online and, and in the discussion about this new announcement, and it really came out of nowhere. I'd like to point out to listeners that the point of the CRTC was to regulate television, pretty much, and radio. Now, they're jumping into regulating digital content, and to be quite frank, I think they're totally out of their depth. The complexities involved with regulating the internet and digital content, I just could see the CRTC ballooning into this regulatory bureaucratic behemoth. Do you think they're even capable of handling this issue with the delicacy it really requires? I don't think so. If you look at the moderators on platforms like Twitter before Elon Musk took it over and on Facebook, moderators that have a lot of power over the content that is displayed on platforms and who are frequently accused of abusing their power um, for political or, or ideological reasons. And it is safe to assume that the CRTC uh, can be overcome with those same uh, di uh, difficulties and those and those same ideological biases that social media platforms have been having to deal with for years now. And I think just one last point, uh, there, there is no coincidence that the CRTC regulates television and radio, and these are some of the two most dying forms of media in the 21st century television and radio. And I don't want the internet to uh, succumb to the same fate that radio and television is succumbing to in the 21st century. The Liberal government has come under intense scrutiny on social media after the Canadian Radio, Television, Telecommunications Commission said it would be moving to regulate podcast providers and streaming services. The contentious decision has drawn the ire of prominent figures, including Elon Musk, journalist Glenn Greenwald, and Chris Pavlovsky, the CEO of Rumble. Accusations of censorship were prompted when the CRTC issued a news release outlining its plans to expand its regulatory scope into the world of podcasts, social media services, and other streaming platforms. The central provision of this announcement requires online streaming services that offer podcasts to formally register with the government if they earn over $10 million annually, allowing for increased regulatory control. Elon Musk, CEO of X and Tesla, expressed his strong disapproval of the move in a post on Sunday. Trudeau is trying to crush free speech in Canada. Shameful, Musk posted. The ex-CEO was responding to a tweet by journalist Glenn Greenwald, who accused the Trudeau government of overseeing a repressive censorship regime. The Canadian government, armed with one of the world's most repressive online censorship schemes, announces that all online streaming services that offer podcasts must formally register with the government to permit regulatory controls, posted Greenwald. 
Chris Pavlovsky, CEO of the video streaming platform Rumble, also lamented the development. Canada is no longer a part of the free world. As a Canadian, I've never been more embarrassed than I have in the past few weeks, tweeted Pavlovsky. It seems as if international figures are talking about Canada more and more often, and it's often not in a great light. When do you think that Canada's international reputation really took a dive? And do you think that Bill C-11 is going to contribute to this problem? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think there are, is some truth in the claims that free speech is being affected by Bill C-11, definitely. You know, the government is trying to control the content Canadians see online. And to have podcasts register with the government is quite unheard of um, and, and troubling. So I do think some of the criticisms that Canada is heading towards a repressive regime when it comes to the internet and online censorship is true and you could liken it to certain practices in communist China and it concerns me definitely whenever we see Canada in the spotlight it's always something negative it's something our government is doing which reflects badly on us Canadians and this is exactly the case you know we have all eyes on us because our government has decided on this undertaking uh, and it doesn't look good from any way you look at it. You're right, Cosman. This bill does mimic some of the censorship regime regimes that we see in communist countries. And while perhaps not as severe as, say, in North Korea or in the in China, for example, uh, this is setting a precedent that democratic countries can uh, create these repressive, repressive regulatory bodies that regulate what Canadians or what na nationals of any country can see on the internet and this does damage our international reputation and what does a damage international reputation do it makes businesses want to flee from canada and not invest in canada it affects our foreign affairs uh, internationally and just generally it makes canadians viewed more poorly in more parts of the country in more parts of the world yeah absolutely and the question is how far will this go i think you make an important point that all this over regulation drives business opportunity and investment away out of the country you see it in other industries too right like in oil gas and energy we're constantly uh, putting up red tape and driving innovation away and this liberal government has presented itself on this issue right the Cana the minister of canadian heritage always says that these efforts you know bill c11 is about uh, stimulating, stimulating Canada's cultural sector. It's about creating, uh, you know, more opportunities. It's about empowering creators. But in reality, they do, they do the exact opposite. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 
A Quebec resident was issued a $6,250 ticket for violating Canada's travel and quarantine laws 16 months after the incident took place. Jacob Malker was issued a ticket in August 2023 for allegedly violating Canada's post-travel quarantine requirements in May 2022. Malker, a Canadian immigrant from Poland, visited his home country in May 2022 to attend his mother's funeral. That month, the Canadian government was allowing unvaccinated travelers to enter into Canada with the caveat that they must provide a negative COVID-19 test upon entry, along with a self-imposed quarantine for 14 days. In grief over his mother's recent passing, Malker said he left his home on the ninth day of his quarantine to drive around the city. However, he was stopped by a police officer who instructed him to return home. He was not issued a ticket at the time. However, on August 10, 2023, Malker received a letter from the government of Quebec accusing him of having violated the Quarantine Act. He was given a $5,000 fine in addition to $1,250 in, quote, costs. Noah, talk about a delayed fine. Like in this case, it took 16 months to issue a ticket, a several thousand dollar ticket. Like this is quite a hefty fine for simply driving in your car uh, while you're on quarantine, like there's there's no additional details. But if the case is that this individual just got in his car to drive around because he was lonely, who did he put at risk? Honestly, I, I've never seen a government so committed to these failed pandemic policies. Why do you think they keep on clinging onto their ruinous pandemic rules? I think that during the pandemic, the government has com had committed so hard to the COVID-19 narrative and pushing people to get vaccinated through coercive measures that, you know, backtracking even 18 months afterward would be a major uh, defeat in their eyes. I think that, you know, this this the issuing of this ticket was malicious in some way. I mean, this was a man who had just went to visit his mother uh, who had just died in you know his home country. And, you know, he was in a depressed state. He drove around the city in on the ninth day, not putting anyone at risk. You know, even if you accept the fact that, you know, an unvaccinated person might put vaccinated people at risk, you know, he was in his car alone and he was still issued a $5,000 fine. It, this is not, this was not a punishment to keep people safe. It was a punishment to punish unvaccinated Canadians, even 16 months after the incident occurred and way after the COVID-19 pandemic has ended, at least in the minds of many Canadians. That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, The Andrew Lawton Show will be live at 1 p.m. Eastern today. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news.